the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. As we start typical Mondays off, I try to give you what the market has been doing for the year. The Nasdaq's up 13%. The S&P 500 up 16% for the year. The Dow Jones and Dow Sterling average up 12.1% for the year. All those numbers are a shade off where we were one month ago. All those numbers are real good numbers, seeing that we're positioned in the last three months of the year. 10-year Treasury sits at 1.46%. It's had a little bit of a ping-pong action recently as it's trying to break higher into the one fives and the one sixes. That should happen if the economy continues to do okay to well, to great. And that should happen if inflation seems tameable. Um, yeah. I think if the, if the inflation numbers get really kind of out of control, people will panic. But the Fed's taking their foot off the gas here. Moderna for the year, up 226%. I'm more hype than Squid Game. I know you're saying. That's more novel than War and Peace. Yep. After getting roughed up in September, stocks have entered a fourth quarter. That's typically been very bullish for equities. October, November, December. SP 500 gaining four out of every five years since WW2. Friday, we learned that there was a new antiviral COVID pill, which lowered the risk of hospitalization or death by 50%. That hurt a stock like Moderna, which fell 10% on the day but yet still up 226% for the year. This week, Democrats are going to try to resolve internal divisions on how to proceed with Biden's signature economic proposals, a $1 trillion infrastructure bill, and a $3.5 trillion spending package, plus the debt ceiling dance tango that we do in Congress is coming up yet again. Oh, boy, last night, 60 Minutes, had the interview, not to end all interviews, but it's pretty good, especially if you're a Bay Area native. Facebook has been rocked by an internal leak of company documents that is driving Mark Zuckerberg crazy. And we found the leaker last night. Well, we didn't find the leaker. She revealed herself. Frances Hogan. Who worked for almost two years on Facebook's civic misinformation team. Wait, wait, wait. Facebook has a misinformation team? You have me at that one right there. She became increasingly concerned that the company was 
prioritizing engagement over safety and well-being. Two of her accusations that have been made big, 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 big waves. She was on 60 Minutes last night. Fantastic interview. One of our big uh, revelations last night was that Facebook contributed to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol by allowing the spread of misinformation to he knew Instagram was going to be harmful for teens, mental health, but didn't take any sort of action. I, I kind of agree with both those statements, and they're probably pretty well known. But for her to say that Facebook knew, it's a little bit of a bombshell. She sent documents, tens and thousands of pages to the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal ran a piece called the Facebook Files. She also sent them to the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission. And her lawyers have filed at least eight complaints that allege Facebook misled investors. Now, Facebook, of course, isn't just going to have a misinformation campaign and let that – so they're firing back at her now. Facebook's vice president of policy and global affairs network circulated a 1,500-word memo to employees arguing that Hogan's complaints are simply not backed up by the data. With evidence there simply does not address the idea that Facebook or social media more generally is primary cause of polarization. Ooh, guess who's going to go into Congress this week? This story's going to get, um, how shall we say, a little bit more complicated. So I think that was the bombshell over the weekend. You know, every weekend you typically get like a lot of political mess in the financial, uh, in the political talk shows on Sunday. This was a good one for 60 Minutes. OZ Media, ticker someone, well, not a uh, ticker someone involved, but they're shutting down. This is a fascinating story if you like fascinating, weird stories. There's COO, COOO, impersonated a YouTube executive on a fundraising call with Goldman Sachs. Company ceasing operations. They told investors that Ozzy Osbourne was an investor in the company. And Sharon Osbourne's like, no, we're not. Um, every now and then you get a, a corporation that just flat out lies. And it's just fascinating to see them implode. Speaking of imploding, Elizabeth Holmes. Her merchandise is gaining in popularity. You can buy mugs, shirts, and accessories that sort of make fun of the girl boss. Women are dressing up as her and going to the trial, which is just surreal to me because she dressed up kind of in pretend mock mode of Steve Jobs. And then you hear that voice, it's not real. Walmart has poached Instacart's chief revenue officer. That's old school going after new school, right? So again, Walmart, don't you think of them as like that? I hate saying this because it just sounds makes me sound so elitist. But aren't they kind of like that hillbilly retail company going after Instacart, that fancy company that delivers groceries to your home? Blue originally reportedly fired an executive over allegations of inappropriate workplace behavior. Toxic work culture still in the news. Google faces a lawsuit over DeepMind's access to 1.6 million UK, United Kingdom, the Queen, 
and their patients' records. So DeepMind gained access to the data in 2015 and a deal with a Royal Free, which is deemed to have broken UK law by letting a big computer company basically get your medical data and start crunching it. Stories today are pretty darn sexy, are they not? Evergrande and energy shortages have rocked China's economy this year on top of COVID. Like, this is just, it's not going exactly to script. Tighter regulations are creating economic headwinds in China. Morgan Stanley, for their part, is saying Asian economy is going to be hit hard. Crypto-friendly Miami mayor sees potential for Miami coin. Ugh. I, I just felt like a mouse got in my mouth, threw up, and died. The crypto, which launched in August, allocates 30% of its reward to the city when bought or mined. So Miami coin is going to be unique to the city of Miami, and it's going to create a big tax revenue for Miami. I don't see that working. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement. It's kind of a moving target, is it not? And some days you feel a little more optimistic than others. I want you to feel to the point that, like, yeah, I got this. I don't want optimism to be your enemy. One of the things we need is to try to set some terms and some parameters. So you kind of say, here's a best case scenario, here's a worst case scenario, and here's what's expected. One of the things we're dealing with our economy is that as well. Venom, let there be carnage. Or is it Carnaggy? Talented and estimated $90 million domestically over the weekend. Like, I'm sorry, but I want to do a quick golf clap for that. Like, $90 million. Thumping Marvel's Black Widow, which had the previous record holder, at $80 million during its July debut. July... More Americans were optimistic that COVID was getting behind us than October. Delta variant kind of took its toll and started killing people aggressively. End of summer in Florida and Texas and states that weren't vaccinated as well as other states. So I'd, I almost want to say thank you, America, for going to movies this weekend. $90 million. Venom Leatherby Carnegie outpaced the first Venom film, which garnered just $80 million. So now again, the comparison pre-pandemic is like even better. For much of 2021, studios opted to make many of their films available 
in the cinemas and on streaming platforms at the same time. This is not the case. It's become clear that with dual release windows, it's led to cannibalization of movie theater ticket sales. Movie theater operators praised the Venom sequel's results. Of course, Cinemark's like, hey, hey, look at us. We're looking cool. IMAX saw its biggest global box office weekend since December 2019 and recorded its best October weekend ever. Good for IMAX. Do you remember the first time you, you kind of heard about IMAX and a theater and what it was? really work out all that well for the investment side of IMAX because we started getting bigger TVs as we were getting bigger movie theaters and bigger TVs and bigger sound systems as bigger movie theaters and bigger sound systems and ultimately I think people said uh, I'd rather watch this stuff in my own home Friday we have a big jobs report coming up in the United States Oh, by the way, um, one quick thought on IMAX as an investment. At one point in time, we looked at it as um, a massive play on China. When I say we, um, the investment community, uh, financial media. So in 2008, it went on a run from $2 a share all the way to 20 It was like, yeah, IMAX is going global. And China loves big movies. A lot of people like that stock long term. To me, eh, there's a lot of dollars in the world and a lot of stocks. It just never makes my radar. My radar will be focused this week this week on China. Um, and on the jobs report and on politics. My investments. Of course, I do a lot of work on big tech on the show. This week, we're going to focus on the continued inability of Democrats to strike a deal on the budget reconciliation package and the continued resistance in the House to holding a vote on the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure agreement. This weekend, in review, Biden got kind of scorched on Saturday Night Live. So those of you wondering, will SNL... Skewer both ways. The answer appears to be yes. I mean, knowing this, the stock market has been inclined of late to sell into strength is something we're dealing with. Copious reports of supply chain bottlenecks and inflation pressures. I can't open a financial media site or newspaper without seeing, will Christmas be ruined by supply chain? And I'm not one of those guys who's all about Christmas. I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I love Santa Claus. I love the season. The season is the reason. I want to spend time with my family. I want to get pumpkin spice everything. I'm not him. To me, Christmas is all about the do re me, the money. Marvel Technologies CEO said the chip shortage could potentially go into 2022, and yet Tesla had a rock and roll quarter. How did they do that? Aren't we supposed to be short vehicles? We'll talk about that as the show goes on. So Facebook's down on that news of the whistleblower complaint. Tesla's up on the news that it delivered a record number of vehicles, 241,300 in the quarter. Delta Airlines, Delta, Delta, Delta. 
they're up on saying that they're ready to track revenues 30 to 35% higher this quarter. Moderna and Novavax are both down now that Merck has come up with an effective oral treatment for people who are dying of their shot, uh, dying because they didn't get their shot. So my friend's father-in-law who refused to get a vaccine ultimately got COVID, got really, really sick, and then he took some really expensive Regeneron uh, monoclonals, which he didn't want to do, but he was going to die, so he he did it <laughs> kind of thing. But now we have another one from Merck, which is way cheaper than Regeneron's. So you don't have – you can turn down the shot now. You can get sick. You can be on a ventilator. They'll say, put this pill in his mouth and swallow. That's not quite how it works, but what I'm trying to get at is there's more treatments. And Wall Street is starting to acknowledge that. Wall Street gives you a cookie, two cookies, three cookies, 300% in cookies. Wall Street will take away. The main event will be on Friday this week. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble the employment report. Stock markets back are, are packed and ready. Unsure of the ultimate destination for the rest of the year. We're watching inflation and jobs report. We're watching them like hawks. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. Today is National Taco Day. And national and regional taco chains are marking the day with free tacos. There's a website, believe it or not, run by a taco association. I didn't know there was one, but you can find it at nationaltacoday.com, nationaltacoday.com. October 4th of note is National Vodka Day. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Should we talk about the metaverse? Virtual reality, augmented reality. Thanks to big leaps in virtual reality technology and computing power, fiction has become a fact. You're going to hear more and more about metaverse investments, just like you're hearing about Bitcoin investments. Just like in the 1990s, we heard about the baby boomer needing more pharmaceuticals as they turned 60 and started to retire and how it was going to crash the stock market and the real estate market as boomers start to sell off their real estate and their stocks. Well, that didn't really happen. It's worthy of note. Visa, a very old school kind of company, recently bought a non-fungible token in order to help it better understand the digital commerce world. Epic Games through the popular game Fortnite. They host virtual concerts now on a pretty regular basis. Over the weekend, my son said, do you want to play a little head-to-head? I'm like, sure. We logged in and uh, 
there was a concert going on. I was like, who is this? What is this awful piece of crap music the kids are listening to now? And yep, virtual concert going on while you're playing. You can watch it and listen to it. A, a small little window. I had to close the window because I can't possibly do two things at once. Cloud computing and decentralization has created a slight problem, latency or data lag. If you've ever tried to do any sort of virtual reality scenario, experiences can be ruined with lag. The issue is the distance from my home to the central hub that Comcast has and Comcast to the concert provider. There's a company called Fastly. Fastly is an investment in virtual reality. They operate operate edge computing, infrastructure as a service that brings servers and other equipment to the source of the data creation. Fastly's platform can move 145 terabytes of data per second across 28 countries. It reduces lag and latency issues. That's a play on virtual reality. How about NVIDIA? Of course. Their infrastructure play on virtual reality, augmented reality. Their semiconductors are already finding their way into a variety of servers and other centralized computings. Running complex calculations on the flat fast. Companies like Microsoft and Sony want to put the best hardware in their computer centers, not in your home, in their computer centers. So they need companies like NVIDIA and Fastly to get to you quickly through your, your internet connection, just your screen. You don't have to bring your own computer. Roblox is doing a really nice job of infiltrating the content world of virtual reality. You've heard that movie Squid Game is doing, or TV show Squid Game is doing really, really well for Netflix. You've seen hundreds of ripoffs of it on Roblox. And it's done on a really, really cute level because the Hunger Games style movie uses childhood games to create a environment where people die. Like violent deaths. But Roblox is having them die, not violent deaths. But Roblox is spending big bucks on talent and acquisitions. It's building on its world of the uh, metaverse. I saw during the pandemic they do, did something, not they, but there was a company in the Bay Area which recreated its whole campus digitally in a Roblox server. <clears throat> and they would host company events on their own digital campus with your own digital avatar so you felt you were part of the world again. Facebook is set to take the center stage of the metaverse with Mark Zuckerberg. They purchased virtual reality startup Oculus. They've put a lot of money into it. They have a large amount of employees focused on Oculus. One of my previous friends in life is head of software for Oculus. And he is showing me some of their virtual living rooms that they're setting up to make it look like, hey, this is my my room, my home and office. And look, here it is in the virtual world. I'm like, they look the same, weird, exactly. And he's like, but yeah, I got this cool samurai sword in my metaverse world. 
So Facebook is already a collection of communities via its various apps, and they're putting all those communities ultimately into the metaverse. Autodesk is the player here. I finally talk about Autodesk a lot like I talk about Adobe, stocks that I wish I would have bought, stocks that I've known about for 30 years. Autodesk did CAD software or does CAD software, but they became famous for it. Allows engineers, architects, designers to virtually design and create buildings, products, infrastructure products, both in 2D and 3D. It's the standard. It's the epitome of excellence in the industry. That software is still the firm's bread and butter. It helps pull in over a billion dollars in sales. Autodesk is letting developers start using that software to design and build virtual worlds for gaming and entertainment. So let's say you want to design a building in LA and it's going to be right downtown Manhattan Beach. You can do it all virtually and then you can show your plans. Well, you can also use it, do something like that all virtually and put it online. It goes hand in hand, right? So Autodesk has a play in the metaverse. Shopify, lots of buzz about Amazon versus Shopify. A key aspect of the metaverse that we're creating will be to allow creators to have a robust economy within the virtual walls. So if you can create a fake building for Manhattan Beach, you can create a fake storefront for Manhattan Beach. And one day we can put on our virtual reality headsets and go shopping in Manhattan Beach. You get the idea, right? And you can actually buy real stuff or you can buy virtual stuff. Spotify has launched a new non-fungible token platform that allowed digital creators to sell art and other content directly to consumers. The Chicago Bulls, who haven't been relevant since Jordan retired, have they? Are the first to start testing the offering, launching the limited NFTs of the basketball team's 1991 championship rings. So Shopify's getting into the metaverse by doing NFTs. So those are some ideas for you. Of course, you're going to need to consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. And all stocks do have risk. Of which I'm talking about a trend on virtual reality, which you may not buy into. Not all trends tend to materialize with profits. But don't say you weren't told. So Venom was a big movie this weekend. That's nice to see if you're a company called Disney. In large part because Disney has owned the movie theaters for the last 10 years by acquiring Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel superheroes. I think at some point this year there's going to be another Spider-Man movie. Does that sound about right? And that should be set to beat Venom. All things considered with COVID still being around. 
Dow sheds 400 points as investors ditch technology stocks. NASDAQ's dropping today. <clears throat> what do we have to hit on? Bailey Eilish was in Austin over the weekend and she ripped on the state for their new abortion rights. Feeling very Lady Gaga, like, let's get some media, but I get it. Kids in rock and roll. Elvis used to be quite the sensation as well, right? Nike is opening new LeBron James Innovation Center. Does that sound just really ridiculous? It does to me, but hey, if you're king, it's good to be the king. The new home of Nike Innovations is fit for the name. Nike announced the rebirth of its Nike Sports Research Lab. It's five times larger than the original. It was created 40 years ago. The lab houses the world's largest motion capture installation, body mapping, full-size basketball court, 200-meter endurance track, 100-meter straightaway, artificial fur, and they're just studying athletes. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm Rob Black. Exactly, right? Right. Let's take a break here. We'll be right back. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. So, one of the big stories over the weekend was 60 Minutes. A Facebook whistleblower who left the company in May has come out releasing tens of thousands of pages of internal research to the Wall Street Journal, doing a massive data dump to prove that there was a massive amount of internal data on the civic integrity of Facebook and how Facebook's algorithm pushes misinformation onto users and how Facebook's algorithms can get teenage girls, particularly teenage girls, suicidal. I think we all kind of know that, right? A lot of people post stuff on Facebook that's cray-cray, insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. But when it gets on to 60 minutes, that means not only do you know it and I know it, but suddenly stupid old Congress knows it. Civil integrity. Facebook decided after the 2020 elections Let's disband this because this group is no longer needed. We got through the elections. We don't have to have integrity going forward. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, four weeks later, misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. A president who refused to accept the results of the election. And you get the raid on Congress, right? It looks mighty suspicious to people on the outside that November rolls around, the election's over, and, oh, we no longer have to watch the integrity of the news feeds. Let's disband this. And next thing you know, the news feeds tied towards politics got a little out of control. Facebook is going to get regulated. They're either going to do it themselves or Congress is going to do it for them. 
there's just too much damning information. And we've seen the movie, <clears throat> The Social Network. We've seen the documentaries on how algorithms really use our information to show us a world of a reflection of ourselves, maybe. And not the real world. Um, they're going to get regulated. It's not a matter of if, it's when, in my opinion. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down by 350. No, no, uh, 385. S&P 500 is down 350. No, I'm getting the numbers wrong today. Sorry. SP 500 is down 69. Dow Jones is down 434. The NASDAQ is down 350. Russell 2000, down 27. So they're all down between 1.2% to 2.4%. The NASDAQ's down the worst. Factory orders increased strongly in the month of August. That is a positive in my book. Excuse me. Silver up fractionally today. I don't know why I bring that one up on occasion. I do kind of almost as a tease. And what does that mean? I I don't see silver. I just don't get it. And yet I know some people are like, well, it's cheaper than gold. And if gold goes up, silver goes up. And they try to use it as a backdoor play. I think a pretty interesting story today is vaccine stocks continue to fall on Merck's COVID-19 drug. There is something to taking a pill versus taking a shot. And there is something to be said for people who don't want to get a shot now can take a pill. Many scientists now believe we will not get herd protection. Um, that it's too late. The way to do it would have been the day we had the vaccine. If we could magically produce one billion shots and put one billion shots into one billion arms, <clears throat> then it would all go away. There's probably some truth to that. <clears throat> but the way viruses mutate, the way flus mutate, uh, unless you get everyone on the same page, it's not going to happen. And even worse, I think we went from a country that probably 70 to 80% of us would have done this in the past, but due to politics, Republicans versus Democrats, being so tightly drawn in the United States, it's turned into a 50 versus 50 kind of scenario. Ron DeSantis, who's run probably the nation's worst pandemic government strategy, um, his state's paying for it right now. And the, the phrase that pays is, it didn't have to be this way. So what do we have this week? Democrats ready to strike a deal or not? I'm a little fascinated by this one. Because the Democrats did this under Obama his first two years when they had Congress and a Democratic president, and they didn't get enough of his agenda throw. And it appears they're willing to do the same exact infighting that they did with him. And if you remember, the Republicans had Congress under um, Clinton, and they had that first 100 days where Congress kind of steamrolled 
the Republican agenda through. These are interesting times and interesting stakes are to be won and lost. I would say the Biden administration is um, the future isn't at risk, but maybe a little bit of that drama is true. It's going to be an interesting week or two. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. If you need an advisor, a financial planner, contact me at robblackshow.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.